crosstalk, the unintentional transfer of signals between communication channels, a casual conversation. Episode 023, the monthly podcast of Gamers Talking Tech Science and whatever else comes to mind. I am your host, Anthony Rossi, and with me this episode is Aaron Sturdivant, Sir Sturdy himself, from the Horror with Sir Sturdy podcast. Aaron, what's going on, man? How's it going, man? Thank you for getting me on here. I greatly appreciate it, and I'm excited for what's coming up and what we're going to be discussing. Yeah, there's all sorts of good stuff, and this episode is a long time coming. Yeah, it, it, it definitely definitely is it's yeah um really quick i've had to take quite the time off i did one little podcast or excuse me one little blog post about this and right now i'm just gonna say it right now if my voice sounds garbled we are going through some weird technical issues right now and i don't know what the deal is but hopefully we're not getting any garble in the final edits but anyway i've had to take like two months off or something crazy like that because my son jacob he started walking recently and he is fully mobile congratulations so by the way that's awesome yeah it's pretty cool i mean he's still as adorable as all whatever but uh i never realized how much energy and time it takes to just follow a little toddler around your house making sure he doesn't kill himself on outlets or corners of tables or picking up the kitchen knife that just so happens to be just within his reach or keeping him away from the dogs when they get grumbly with them oh good lord but but i did see that video you posted of him closing the door and crying that was it was cute and funny at the same time Oh my goodness. All right. So I posted both on my Facebook and on my personal Twitter at Hypersyntax. And it's just a quick little video. He, he just loves closing doors, opening and closing doors. That's like his jam right now. And he closes the door to his bedroom, to the nursery, and he just starts crying because the door's closed and he can't see us anymore. But, you know, he closed the door, starts crying. I open the door, say hi to him. He closes the door again, starts crying. I open the door. He closes the door, starts crying. And we just do that a few times. And I'm just like, I I don't know. This is parenting, apparently. A little stinker. So, uh, as I mentioned in the intro, you've got your own little podcast going, right? Yeah, and actually, it's it's going pretty good, man. Like, I'm really enjoying it. It's I see why people do these podcasts now. It's so fun. Mine is a horror podcast, as you know, but fans don't right right so we're going to introduce that one more time it is just uh, give us the name of the podcast and what you it's, do on it the podcast name is horror with sir sturdy and what i do is i have random guests it can be anybody come on there we discuss either a random horror chat or just discuss a movie write a movie and when i do a movie i'm gonna let you guys know it's always gonna be spoilers sorry hey that's if it's a spoiler cast it's a spoiler cast you know that's that's the way some people do it uh i had judge greg on from the real hero talk with judge greg and he lets people know right in the beginning this is 
a spoiler cast like there there will be spoilers if you do not want to know what happens in the movie turn it off now but usually he goes after some i don't want to say older movies but it's not the stuff that just recently came out typically yeah well so far with mine for most of my episodes most of the movies i've done were older but mm-hmm. the way i do it is i let my guests choose what movie they just send me an email tell me the movie and we watch it get together and you know we do a little do a little recording on it so uh how many episodes are you in so far as far as episodes i have out nine as far as recorded maybe 14 ish oh wow good on you i'm doing the bi-weekly thing so i just i like to record as much as i can because you never know when there's gonna be a weekend as you know when you're talking oh yeah so I like to talk oh man yeah, I tried doing the bi-weekly thing at the very beginning, but uh, then Jacob was born, and I thought, well, I'll just do it monthly and see how that plays out. And now, I mean, obviously, I went a few months without releasing a single episode just because life gets in the way. And as I've said many a times uh, on this show, I have to take care of family first. Got to take care of personal life first. Because if, I, I mean, that, that would be something if we, you know, got some major family stress going on i'm like all right i'll get to that in just a second honey i need to go record my podcast and i'll be right back to you i'll be getting a phone call like aaron um i'm gonna need a place to stay for a little while because i messed up (laughs) yeah exactly so hey you gotta take a break every once in a while however i was able to push out a actually a full-length episode episode 22 and we were live at the empire state comic-con and you were hanging out with me the entire time that was so fun oh my goodness that weekend it, it seemed like a long weekend but at the same time like once it was over it seemed like it flew by and mm-hmm. i want to thank you again for letting me come with everything and help you out because i learned so much being on the other side of the table just with the thing and mm-hmm. then just talking to people are coming up to the table just you know I learned so, I learned a lot because usually, as you know, I go to these horror cons or comic cons, and I'm the one who's like kind of going around buying things or just talking to the people that are there. So it was cool to be a vendor with you. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so this actually turns into a great story. I actually misread uh, the times of the con initially when I signed up, and this con happened to be three days. So it was a Friday night and then a Saturday and a Sunday. And for whatever reason, I thought I had read that the Friday portion was going to start at like five or six. And I'm like, all right, I can get out of work. As long as I got my stuff with me, I can just sprint to the convention center and I can get everything set up and I can like make it just in time, kind of like you know, Matrix back then slide my way <laughs> into the into the con. But as it turned out, no, it did not start at six. It actually started at three. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm in the middle of a bunch of projects. I can't leave early, especially tell my boss, hey, boss, I need to leave early to go work a table at a Comic-Con for my side project podcast. That's cool, right? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) so going through all that, you had already agreed to work the table with me for like the entire weekend. And I'm like, Aaron, emergency, emergency. (laughs) I need some help. I need some help. And you were able to hold down the table for me for the first, what, two hours, two, three two, hours, two and a half like hours. That. It did work out because I just happened to take that Friday off to be at the con for the whole weekend because 
and that was amazing yeah so as much as uh, you appreciate being at the con with me i appreciate you good sir and we were able to record quite a few i think no we did a few live sessions so you do a lot of streaming on facebook live and i was able to record all those sessions but i was also able to record a few other recorded sessions that I didn't make it into the live stream so i was actually able to put together I think that episode was just about a full hour. Yeah, I listened to it. I actually listened to it, I think, the day after you put it out. And it was it was about an hour. It was entertaining. It was pretty good, too. It was entertaining. It was different than your normal ones because you usually have one guest time. But this was... I like... Yeah, whole... No, I was going to say, I liked it. Like, <laughs> it it worked. And I feel if you do a con like that again, bringing a podcast, that's actually a great idea. And it worked for your networking, too. Oh, absolutely. And uh, that's the thing that... Uh, you really got to work if you're a vendor or an artist or if you're working the con itself, which I mean, really should go without saying, right? If you're going to go at one of these conventions and be surrounded by like-minded people for an entire weekend, you may want to have a few business cards <laughs> to hand out if you uh, if you want to move forward in the scene or whatever. But yeah, man. So did you have any particular cosplays that you really enjoyed that stood out? Um, The alien. That was hands down. Oh, and this yes. is no disrespect to any of the cosplayers there, but that was just hands down probably my favorite one of the whole weekend. It was just amazing. I was just like, wow. Yeah, so there was someone dressed up as the alien from, you know, alien movies. So, like, the full long tail, the long skull, like, the whole, the whole nine. And it was, like, I don't even know, like, pretty much production quality. Yeah. For this, I don't know if it was cosplay or commissioned or what, but that thing was amazing. And I'm sad that I only took a still picture because the person wearing it definitely had the movements down tight and were just kind of like kind of sauntering in this real menacing way, <laughs> walking around the convention floor. I actually, I actually got a video of that. Um, it's when me and uh, when Chris was there at the table, you stepped off. I think to eat or use the bathroom or whatever mm -hmm. and i actually because they came around the first one time before and i got a video of him walking next to the table that was biased and then he came up to our table and like looked up and then oh, everything wow. was awesome i posted it there. i'll have to that is... look for it and tag you in it again all right yeah that that was awesome so yeah lots of amazing cosplays and it's I guess this just comes with the territory when you start going to these conventions and going, you know, to these events where you see these amazing cosplays. You, I hate myself for turning into like somewhat of a critic of cosplays. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's. I mean, at the same time, you you can judge them because it's like it's what you like to see. But it, I know mm -hmm. I don't have the talent to make that, so I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying that certain ones are bad. It's just you like certain ones better. Right. And it's, like I said, I hate myself for even, like, thinking that. And I find myself just kind of chuckling at the time. It's like, that's what you call a cosplay? You should have seen the... Oh, shut up, dude. <laughs> Relax. Like, everyone's here to have fun. Everyone's celebrating whatever fandom they happen to have. And it's usually just a great time uh, for everyone. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And the thing I like about it is it's, like, with these cons, it's a judgment-free zone. And you see, you see from oh, babies yes. up on to people twice our age I and mean, we're kind of better dressed up at these cons enjoying it and it's just i love it it's everybody's so friendly there. everybody you know you want to get a picture everybody takes the pictures and it's just it's an awesome atmosphere mm -hmm. 
Oh, and by the way, if you ever go to a con or you're unfamiliar with cons but thinking of going, if you see someone dressed up in costume, always ask for permission to take their picture. First off, it's just basic respect <laughs> for the most part. But second, and uh, we got to see all sorts of these, you get these awesome character poses when you get their attention and ask That's first. That's so true. Like, everybody we asked, they did the character poses and all that. I mean... Half of them, I'm, I'll admit, I didn't know what they were, but I was just like, that's just, it's so cool. And they're so happy to do it. They're like, sure. Right. They put their, whatever, thank you for taking the picture and all. It's, <laughs> and it's, again, it's another way of networking because a few of them had some business cards that we got. Another awesome thing right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. When it's like, hey, can I take your picture? And they're like, all right, hold on a second. Then they had to like bust out the like secondary props and whatnot. And uh, they get into the pose. You're like, awesome, you snap the picture real quick. And then they reach into the pocket and you start doing like a whole business card exchange. Uh, it's, uh, it really it's a pretty wild thing. So yeah, can't can't wait to start going to uh, to more cats and see if I could get my table a little bit more, a little bit it more was, official it was and good, organized. Though, this this one like this one you had that little um i can't even think what the heck it was called that people kept flipping oh the magnetic uh hourglass yes that was a hit at that table <laughs> <laughs> i actually recently bought another magnetism electricity i guess kit i'll call it uh at a baby consignment sale so these consignment sales which i mean i can rail about the industry of baby clothing and baby uh, accessories and toys and whatnot because they're just so absurdly expensive. So my wife and I will go to these consignment sales where everything's basically, it's basically a giant garage sale or rummage sale just for toddlers and babies and stuff. And I found these like games or like the science kit with magnetism and i picked it up for like five bucks so i'm gonna one of these days i'll have to take a look at it see if it's something that i can actually set up for the table for more things but this in particular was it's just an hourglass with a magnet in the base and the sand itself has like iron filings or metal filings within it so when you flip the hourglass the magnetism you know, is active, so it falls in, like, this really weird spiky blob thing on the bottom. But, yeah, it turned out to be quite the hit. It really did, and seeing, like, I learned from this pod from, you know, your table and stuff, too, and it's, like, for doing the podcasting, because obviously we had nothing to sell, having active right. table really does, like, stuff that people, that you don't care if people touch, that really mm -hmm. a lot. Moving on to some tech and science news. So it's been like two or three months since I've actually had an episode. So there's all sorts of stuff that we can get into. But we're going to throw it back a little bit. Uh, back to when Facebook had their... Hold on. Was it Cambridge Analytica? The likes so we're going to throw it back a little bit. Yeah, Cambridge had their little... Yeah, Cambridge Analytica, there it is. And their little oopsie doodle, or Facebook had their little oopsie doodle with you know, showing how much information they actually share with the public and advertisers and whatnot. So I've got this fairly lengthy article from the New York Times about it. And, you know, it's 
really what it should be like to me is this is it's not so much that facebook is selling your information and tracking every little thing that you do that should be pretty much expected at this point it just kind of shows how deep the analysis really goes you know what i mean yeah i was kind of breezing through this and i'm just so what did you think like after i checked this out i didn't really study it study it but after i checked this out so i'm just like wow like i really noticed that this stuff is going on on my damn facebook oh yeah absolutely and that's the thing it's like everything that you do on facebook is part of their platform so of course they're going to be recording and analyzing people's activity on their platform and the way that they make money because you don't pay to use their service right you don't pay anything to create events you don't pay anything to promote your podcast or etsy store or blog or whatever you can you know run a business straight off of your facebook page and pay zero dollars so how does facebook make its money well it sells your information to advertisers so i'm not going to spend too much time on this but i just absolutely had to bring this up because about halfway down there's an uh, a heading that says what your facebook quote likes say about your personality <laughs> and we're able to flip through this a little bit what did they say? say about your personality yes yeah, so yeah, right yeah so like none of this should be a surprise to anyone like if you look at how these things are grouped you're like yeah that pretty much explains that type of person okay yeah you know what I mean? Like you know, extroverted. And this is where I'm going to uh, get into a little bit more detail. So as far as extroverted, our most extroverted, I should say, DJ Pauly D, Michael Kors, Wow, Gucci Mane. Yeah, those are musicians and whatnot that, yeah, if you like those people, you're probably very extroverted. And where this gets funny for me is on the least extroverted column. And this article like i said i haven't published a podcast full episode in a while so this came out on march 20th so a little over a month ago and this article was posted the day after i actually went to go see nightwish the band in albany so you go over to least extroverted and also at the same time i was writing up a quick review for the website regarding the full metal alchemist live action movie so the first one on this list for least extroverted anime next one on the list nightwish fourth one on the list video games this is all the good stuff though hey i know i know a little magna you know those books are awesome i who doesn't love video games and then as far as drawing goes i love it i just suck at it (laughs) but yeah but it's it just you know it's it just says it's a release extrovert and another thing i kind of want to bring up really quick just momentarily is that what we're seeing a lot in the social media space is pretty much what people have been doing for years upon generations upon generations. And that, you know, when you have a friend who says, Hey, I'm looking for a new band or looking for a new TV show, or I'm looking for a new something or other. Well, first you ask them, well, what do you like to begin with? Right. And then like, well, if you like this person or this, you know, musician, you should give this other musician, 
ago. So you start to make assumptions and whatnot based on, well, what's observable. So yeah, if you, if someone likes anime, Nightwish, and video games, well, chances are they're, they're a bit on the introverted side. I was saying, I guess I'm on that side because I like all that stuff. The other side, I don't even care about. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, you know, these are just generalizations. And especially when you get into the social sciences, nothing's you know absolute. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I have no idea who, who Waka Flocka Flame is. I'm going to tell you, Anthony. Unfortunately, I know who he is. And... <laughs> Yeah, and be that you said, unfortunately, I can hear the shame in your voice. So, I, uh, if he's going to be, I'm, I'm assuming he is listed in the same list as Pauly D, Wow, and Gucci Mane, I can safely assume I probably won't be a fan of that music. You won't be, because you like good music. <laughs> Alright, so... Moving on, uh, apologies for moving on quicker than I normally do. I'm trying to get these podcast lengths back down to roughly an hour, as opposed to like the hour and a half, two hour, two and a half hour episodes I've been having recently. But <laughs> moving on, I sent you another article. We'll just touch on this real quick, just because this is awesome news. Uh, NASA has direction. This is an article actually from NASA's website. Dated April 16th, NASA's exploration campaign back to the moose and on to Mars. Now, there's a lot of technical information in this. This is basically a, a mission report. This is definitely not something that would be found in the New York Times or the Washington Post or any other like secondary <laughs> news outlet. But uh, what do you think about the U.S. heading back to the moon? It's... It's interesting, like space and all that. I was always interested. I, I used to want to go to space as a kid, but, you know, as I got older, I'm like, no, that's not a good idea. <laughs> Why? What did you away from it? Not being able to come back, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> oh, well, you know, that's there's a huge that. fear. Like, if something happens up there, I'm like, oh, man, damn. Oh, yeah, you're you're done. You're done if, like, something – I mean, of course, we have the hero stories of people being able to come back, but, you know, they're hero stories for a reason. <laughs> I'm not one of those. <laughs> All right. But I remember um, this was back a few years ago when I was going to college. We were talking. We were actually discussing the whole Mars thing when it first kind of came up, and they were talking about sending people up there to live, which I thought was crazy but interesting. Mm -hmm. And I was—I don't remember if I said it in class or not. I know I discussed it after class with other classmates and the teacher. I was like, it would be an interesting reality show if they if they can do it like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, well, one of my previous episodes uh, with Lee Mercado, we were talking about how we're actually able to get like virtual tours of the Martian surface right now with all the information that the rovers have been able to send back. And those things, that rover was supposed to last like, what, a year, two years maybe? It's been up there for like, I don't even know how long. <laughs> I don't think it's quite hit 10 years yet, but it's been up there for quite a while. That was, I remember that episode. That was an interesting episode about that part. That's what made that was what made me think about that too. I'm like, yep, Mars. Let's mm -hmm. go. So I'm just gonna skim this real quick. What are your thoughts on it, the space thing? I've talked about this before because I'm a dork like that, <laughs> and going back to the moon just seems kind of senseless to me because we've already analyzed its surface. We've already analyzed. You know, its composition. 
you know, we've analyzed its atmosphere. Oh, it doesn't have one. <laughs> so there's really not much point in going to it. But if you flip through some of the objectives, there's like this one right here, support early science and technology initiative that includes lunar CubeSats and virtual lunar institute and other activities. So basically it's like the beginning steps of moving farther out. So, you know, and that I can actually get behind because if we were trying to just go straight to Mars and start colonizing, you know, that's like a two year trip just to get to the planet itself. Now, maybe we should start with, you know, the yard outside our front door, so to speak, rather than going all the way across town to see I if we can make it. Yeah, because as you go down, you see Mars and other deep space objectives, and that gets more into the larger scaled uh, objectives and whatnot. So I'm kind of excited. Yeah, it's it, it's it's an interesting idea. I don't know if it's one of the best ideas, but I mean, it's... Well, the, I mean, there's been a lot of hype around just Mars in general and space exploration in general. So I think this is like, it's coming. And we need to start planning for it. I think it's what we're getting at. Like, it's it's on the horizon. It's definitely going to be within our lifetime. And these are the first steps, just like trying to plan stuff out and get ready for this. Because we, we will leave Earth at some point. Uh, maybe not our generation, but within our lifetime, we're going to start with more, you know, space exploration. That I definitely believe in. I definitely do. Right. So you, you got to crawl before you walk and all the other colloquialisms and expressions and axioms and whatever other expressions you can come up with. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to move into a new segment. Uh, I want to see how this works for us. And I'm going to call it for now. I'm going to call it the duck hunt for shooting down Internet quackery. This segment is going to be dedicated to utter nonsense that we find on the internet. Yeah. And one that I saw posted on my Facebook, and it just made me rub my eyes because sometimes I'll see these things and they're joke articles or people are just kind of mocking them. But my friends on Facebook were actually serious about this. And sadly, it was one of my sisters. And I'm like, I don't know how to tell you that this is absolute nonsense. So I'm going to let you be happy for a little while and think that you found something. But, <sighs> so here it is. And everyone, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a bit of a nerd to begin with. But here's what the image says. Food fact. Flip the bell peppers <laughs> over to check their gender. The ones with four bumps are female, and the those with three bumps are male. The female peppers are full of seeds, but sweeter and better for eating raw, and the males are better for cooking. I didn't know this. Yeah, you didn't know this because this is a true jackass. <sighs> like, and the article that I'm going to post in the show notes is the Snopes page for this. <laughs> and it's like, <sighs> you know, here we go again. Like, did you have you seen this image? Like prior to me sending you the show notes? No, I didn't. <sighs> I, was, I was going through the notes over again today, and I seen this, and I'm reading it and skimming through it. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, people... 
this is this is one of those things where that saying, you know, don't believe everything you see on the internet. This is, this no, seriously though, like just don't, <laughs> because like people, right? Back in middle school, like sixth through eighth grade, possibly elementary school, where you learn that you know flowers have both a pistil and stamen. You know, plants have both genders present. So plants are essentially hermaphrodites. The idea that they might have a different like the only thing that I can think of as to why bell peppers, which are, I mean green bell peppers in particular, are damn near tasteless to begin with. Like no one eats green bell peppers because they taste good. You eat green bell peppers because you dipped them in some type of dressing or you know something like that. Like the only reason why they would have different number of bumps on the bottom is like how large they've grown. Like, have you seen any other thing, anything else on the net or on Facebook or whatever that might rival something like this? Not that I can think of right now, but I've definitely. So, so just my friends. Seen a lot. <laughs> no, I've, like nothing I can think of off the top of my head, but I've definitely seen a lot of dumb things where people share something. And just, oh, that really? No, it's not real. <laughs> Here's what people need to start doing. They need to maybe shut down the internet for a little bit, go to this place called the library, crack <laughs> open, and just read and get information. You know the old school way how we used to have to do it? Right. Yeah, like it's – I'm going to need to talk to someone who's actually studied this or something because there's just so much information out there, like so much information that you don't even need to like put forth any effort to access it, which is great and horrifying at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah, it really is. And it's just, I feel like the stuff that gets pushed the most, I don't want to get too off topic, mm -hmm. but is negative or something that is not true at all. I'm oh, like, absolutely. On. Either it's not true at all because they're going off of something where it's like doctors don't want you to know this. So if it's like you've got some hidden knowledge that uh, you're not supposed to have, you can hold this over your doctor's head and the other stress of quote big pharma or the whole system just wants to make money off you so here's how you beat the system and it's like people like all right so i'm not going to say that that stuff doesn't exist because obviously it does that's part of capitalism but how far down the rabbit hole do you need to go like how far out there do you need to go until you get to the point where you think bell peppers have a gender to them oh man Again, it's just people throwing stuff out there and they're seeing how it'll stick, you know, throwing it up against <laughs> how it'll stick. And, yep. and this apparently got something. <laughs> oh, geez. Fun stuff, right? Well, we'll see how this goes. Uh, I'm going to see if I can get this little segment going because I think it might be fun. See if we can just have some fun mocking people that post stupid stuff on the internet. I, actually like, I do like this segment. If I can find anything random for you, I will find something. Awesome. <laughs> Send me your stupid science articles, people. Hashtag AskVGXT. And uh, we'll see if we can uh, have fun mocking stupid people together. Sounds good. All right. So time for an audible interlude. 
For you, the listeners of Video Game Crosstalk Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash VGXTPod and sign up for your free trial and download one of over 180,000 tiles, such as Jurassic Park by Michael Creighton. Now, Aaron, have you seen the Jurassic World movies? Yes, I have. I actually have a... Well, I mean, there's only one Jurassic World movie right now, but uh, did you see the trailer for the next one? I did not see the trailer for the next one yet. Oh, so good, so good, so good. So there's been a few of them out, and I think they released, like, the final trailer. And it's going to be a lot of explosions. Dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be all sorts of fun stuff going on. And I guess, like, the the island is, like, on the volcano, and the volcano's about to erupt. Anyway, but that's Jurassic World. And uh, if you want to get caught up with all the fun stuff that started this off way back when, Jurassic Park by Michael Crean is available on Audible. So that's one more time. Go to audibletrial.com slash vgxtpod. Start it up. Right, moving on into some gaming and geekery. All right, so we are recording this on April 29th, so this is Sunday, and a little movie came out officially on Friday. Have you heard anything about this movie? Um, are we talking about the Infinity War movie that people are so excited about? Just maybe. <laughs> so, Infinity War is here. The sad part is. I haven't been able to see it yet. Me And you know what? But. But I'm working on okay, it. But well, no, go ahead. I got two things to share with this one. Do it up. So first of all, my wife is a nerd. She loves these Marvel movies. So <laughs> Fantastic. I believe it was Thursday or Friday. Anyway, she was at work and she printed out in chronological order of how you're supposed to watch every single one of these movies. Oh, yeah. Yep. See movies. She's gonna watch every single one of these movies before we go see Infinity War, and that's what she's been doing all weekend. God bless. Excellent. <laughs> Good on her. Good on her. <laughs> yeah, she's. I think she just finished Winter Soldier about an hour ago, half hour ago, down there. <laughs> all right. You know that's. I never saw the first Captain America. I see like. Uh, what. I watched like a little bit of it, but it just, I just never got around to it. I'm pretty much the same with that. I did see Black Panther yesterday, though, finally. Oh, I need to see that one, too. I'm so behind. Darn kids (laughs) ruining everything for me. (laughs) But uh, how was Black Panther? Was that as great as all of the hype makes it out to To me? Personally, I honestly think it was. And this is actually going back to a conversation that mean you had about the whole black nerd thing mm-hmm. about how it should be embraced more now with this movie i'm not gonna i don't want to get i don't want to give anything away and i don't want to make it too sound too race piece but it for me it feels good to see a hero that looks like you just like a hero that looks like you with all that stuff and um just like the whole like the whole community you know, the whole wakanda community and all that it was it was awesome to see that for once like i love yeah. And Superman and all that, but at the same time, it's like, what about the guy that, you know, what about the hero that looks like me? And I finally got to see that in a movie. 
It was amazing. And that kind of brings up a point for me where, all right, obviously I'm a suburban white male. I understand that. But, re- well, not recently, a few years back, getting onto the whole idea of a hero that looks like you. My brother and a friend of ours, we were all playing Borderlands the pre-sequel, and we were selecting our characters, and I was playing as Nisha. So the female, you know, cowgirl with the, the twin six shooters. And my brother was playing as Athena. So the other female character with a sword and, and a shield. And he made a comment like, dude, does it feel weird that all of us are playing as female characters? And I'm like, eh, maybe, not really. But that was like the first time that it really came to me, like, this is what people have been talking about when, you know, the the heroes on screen don't look like them and they're supposed to be identifying with a hero that is someone other than what they are. So it's it was one of those things where it's like, so this is what people have been complaining about the entire time. And this is like, this is my privilege that typically I'll go to a movie and the hero nine and a half times out of 10 is going to be a white male. (laughs) So for Black Panther to come out, and it wasn't just a person of color that's the hero. It was a person of color that wasn't like your typical American thug. Exactly, like complete opposite, complete opposite, which was, it was awesome. Like I said, it was one of those things where you got to see Black excellence in a movie, and it was more than just, it was multiple heroes in the movie, like you've seen strong presence from black women which you don't get to see a lot and just mm-hmm. i love seeing a strong female presence no matter what race it is in a hero role because they're usually you see them playing the victim you know the damsel in you do. And it was just mm-hmm. it was great for everyone. and that's and it's so tired the female victim you know like i'm so glad we've passed out of that phase for the most part i mean i mean it still happens every once in a while but i mean like early 90s, late 80s, it was always the girlfriend got kidnapped by the street gang and, you know, Van Damme had to go save her or something like that. But it was, I I do highly, highly recommend the movie. I say it's the best movie I've ever mm-hmm. seen. It was probably one of my favorite, it's definitely one of my favorite, like, Marvel movies, I'll say that, but it probably wasn't the best movie I've ever seen, like people were saying, but I would yeah, say go yeah, see yeah. it when you can or go buy the DVD. It's definitely worth the buy if you ask me okay nice yeah so i definitely need to see that i haven't been to actually, the movies in so long i just we went to go see it yesterday at um my wife's it's playing at the sculpture theater it was five bucks to go see it nice yeah so locally here uh one of the local theaters well we got a few of them but over on your side of town it's the the scotia theater where they play the like the second run of the movies i guess it's fair to say for like super cheap. So yeah, getting to see that for five bucks, that's that's yeah, good stuff right there. So yeah, I haven't seen anything. Well, I haven't seen Infinity War yet. I've heard both that it's absolutely amazing and what everyone wanted it to be. And of course, the reviews are coming out about how it's a disjointed mess, how there's no character development, how you don't know what's going on. And it's like, I hate those reviews so much because like what your wife is doing right now. She's watching all the movies leading up to it. And this movie in particular is 10 years in the making. 
there's 17 movies that are, I think it's 17 leading up to this movie. So it's like, watch those, watch this, and you'll get the movie. 17, that's a lot of film. That's a it lot really of is. film. It really is. But I mean, you have to think of the fan base for that. Those people who are big, big fans of this, they've watched these movies probably times over. And oh, then yeah. they knew this movie was coming out eight years ago. So they were starting, when a new movie was coming mm-hmm. out, they probably started their cycle over just to, you know, get that extra little information. Oh, yeah. And you see the websites, they're like doing their whole lead up to Infinity War, like going back and rewatching and talking about every movie leading up to this. But yeah, 10 years in the making. It all started with the first Iron Man and then just expanding, expanding, expanding. And it's like by the time you get to any of the Avenger movies, like this is not the time for character development. All the character developments exactly. in the solo films. <laughs> so, the, the, and I think someone uh, during or, uh, the review for Age of Ultron, they actually kind of did the math where it's like, okay, we've got 14 main characters and we have the new villain who we need to explain and develop. And we have all sorts of crazy fight scenes that we need to include. And we need to include some other tender moments and move the actual main plot along. Okay, block out time for the fight scenes for the main plot, for explaining and introducing and developing the main villain. Okay, remaining time, divide that by 14. <laughs> and that's how many minutes each character gets for uh, development. And it came out to like four minutes a character or something. See, with ridiculousness that, I mean, like, that. like you're saying, you got to watch the single movies. If you, if you want the origin stories of the, you know, certain characters, you can't expect that in a team-up movie. Cause... No, not even close. The movie would be like twenty hours long. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's the thing. It's it's a team up movie. That's a great way of putting it. All the other individual developments are done on the solo films. This is to show how they progress as a team itself. So don't go into any Avengers movie expecting, you know, to be introduced to each individual character and learn about their motivations. But that was that was done in Thor one two and three that was done in iron man one two and three that was done in captain america one two and three and now black panther now black panther we have ant-man we've got dr strange now which i think is going to be like the second arc that's going to follow after infinity war is what i read a while back so yeah it's don't expect character development enjoy it for what it is which is like the, the lead up and the the climax of 10 years of solo films leading up to this point i did i do have one more thing to say about the black panther movie i only had one i don't want to say what the issue was i don't want to give it a spoiler but i did have one little issue with that movie oh what's up i would say anthony after you watch the movie i would discuss it with you because if i tell you what my issue is with the movie it'll kind of spoil it for you i don't <gasps> no spoilers and I don't oh my goodness! <laughs> but yeah, do you have one more issue with it? All right, we get we can talk about that later then, if need be. One small issue with it. Okay. All right, moving on. So we're about to head into you know, convention season, and we've already had a few awards given out this year. And most recently, we have the BAFTA Awards, which is the British Academy Game Award winners. Or, wow. It is, let me get back. Wow, I'm going to need to redo that. 
the British Academy of Film and Television Arts. So it's like our other awards here in the States, but you know, they make it classy and whatnot. So they have their awards and they were announced earlier this month. And Aaron, what do you think of this list that they put together? I'm looking at it right now and it's, it's actually pretty interesting. Look at, um, look at right here. Game design, Super Mario Odyssey. See, so, and right next to it is Game Innovation, excuse me, Game Innovation, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I don't know how Nintendo is able to stay so fresh all the time. You know what it is it. with Nintendo is because at all the systems, Nintendo's like the simplest one. Females love it. It's kid-friendly. And then it's, I mean, all of them are expensive, but it's like the most affordable one. And it brings you back to your childhood. Like, I still have Mark, Zelda and all that. And we've mm -hmm. all played that as kids. And it's just like more, you know, it's it looks better than it did, obviously. But it's just it's that fun system. Oh, yeah. Oh, Breath of the Wild is gorgeous. I mean, it's still a somewhat simple art design, but like the art style and the imagination that they use to put into their level design in both Legend of Zelda and Mario is just absolutely stunning. And they're able to like outdo themselves time and time again. So good on Nintendo for setting that up. And I've got to say, I've been looking at this game for a while. It's been on my backlog and two playlist. Uh, for a long time, well, as long as the game came out a while back, and I finally played like the first hour or so of Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Oh my god. This is not a game, it's an experience. And I can say that now uh, firsthand. And if you play Hellblade, and I think it's actually going to be coming to the Xbox, I'll, I'll check in on that. If you play Hellblade, play with headphones on. Don't use your TV speakers. Don't use your stereo speakers. Wear a headset because the magic that they pull off with the audio, so worth it. I mean, so worth it to buy proper gaming headphones just for this game because here's what they do. And... This would be great for your podcast if you uh do you have a PS4? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. Get this. Um, it's a digital download. I think it's $30 full price. They might have had sales every once in a while, uh, but get this game. <laughs> what they do is a lot of this game has to do with psychosis and mental instability and how Senua is dealing with these things and to illustrate that and to demonstrate that you hear whispers all the time but they're not just whispers in your ear they're coming from different directions they're coming at different intensities they're coming at you with like different inflections in their voice and during some extended periods of dialogue you hear the voices kind of fade left to right as if there's a person whispering behind you and like walking around behind your back just kind of whispering from one ear to the other type of thing. That right there, interesting with the whole whispering thing. I don't know if that's weird or not, but creepy. Oh, it's incredibly weird. It's incredibly creepy. But 
Uh, it is very dark visually. The concept is very dark. Everything about it is, you know, as far as metaphorically being dark, it it's in there. And it takes place during like ancient Nordic times. So you got the the darkness of the dark Vikings, not the I'm going to Valhalla in a handbasket or we're going to drink and fight and have at it. No, this is the, the dark Nordic lands uh, style and visuals going on. So it's very emotional. There's even the first hour, I can easily see why they want one, two, three, four awards. And the game is less than a year old. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check this game out. You're absolutely <laughs> So yeah, you just play as Senua and she's on a mission to save a loved one or bring a loved one back from the dead. At least that's what she's trying to do. Oh, and uh, I don't know how many chances you get, but this is going back to Senua's original release or Hellblade's original release. There's a permadeath in this. Are you familiar with permadeath, Aaron? I'm not. Okay. That's why I brought it up, because, you know, the different levels of gamers that listen to this podcast. So permadeath means you play the game, but when you die, that's it. Like, the game ends, and the game deletes your save information. That's... <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so some people call it hardcore mode. Uh, Diablo has it, and a few other games have it, where you get one life. And uh, you can save the game to save your progress, but if you die in game, there is no checkpoint to go back to. Wow. Like, that's it. And with Senua, you can die a few times, but like this black rot will slowly take over your body. And if it gets too extreme, then the game deletes your save file. Right. <laughs> I've never. Yeah, they're not messing around. It's like, get good scrub or <laughs> start over. But the game itself, I will also say, I think it's only supposed to be like eight hours long total. So it's a shorter <laughs> game. But it's only like, you know, 30 bucks. The visuals are absolutely astounding. And it was made by, I think, Ninja Theory, a studio of like 20 or 30 people. So, you know, it's not like a massive AAA title where they have hundreds upon possibly thousands of people working from different continents to get this thing completed. It's just, you know, small studio that's working on the game. Yeah, that game <laughs> I was just reading about it a little bit more. That game really sounds interesting to me, man. It is, yeah. So it's been out for a little while. Uh, like I said, this this awards list came out a few weeks ago and all sorts of hype has been surrounding this game and for a little studio to put this out it's absolutely amazing at last little bit of gaming and geekery news and e3 is just around the corner and we're finally getting the first little glimpses of who's going to be where and what time as far as press conferences are concerned so oh man so much stuff is coming out this year well i would say so much stuff but really i'm kind of hoping that a lot of stuff comes out specifically from microsoft because they've been getting destroyed the past few years by sony like it's been it started to get awkward you know what i mean yeah 
Yeah, Microsoft. I mean, I was always a Sony fan, but Microsoft a few years back was making a lot of good stuff, a lot of really good stuff, and now Sony's caught on finally. Yes, I don't know what happened to Microsoft. Uh, you know, through the course of this podcast, it's kind of funny. You can hear me kind of slowly change my mind and kind of evolve into I'm going to be a Sony PlayStation player <laughs> i kind of talk myself into it if you go back to through the episodes you can kind of hear me talk myself into it and work work it through in my head but yeah i've switched over no shame no regrets i'm loving it over on the playstation side microsoft you got to do something uh they seem to be doing well with their i think it's called the game pass their uh streaming service for games but gotta bring something so do you do you make it a point to watch uh, the press conferences? Uh, I haven't in a couple of years. I used to actually do it. Um, my old job and I was a personal carrier because the guy I was working with was a huge video game fan, huge video. Game. Mm-hmm. He'd have it on. We'd be watching it and discussing it then. But other than that, not not too much. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Obviously, absolutely. Uh, EA. I'm not sure if I'm really going to be watching EA. Because they do a lot of EA sports and I don't play sports games. And then they'll do like Battlefield. I'm like, eh. And because I don't do the yeah. PGP. And then they'll talk about let's see here. Yeah, or confirms plans to show more on the next Battlefield. Don't care. Anthem. I'm interested to see what they do with that. And then EA Sports. So like half of the EA conference I just don't care about in the least. Possibly three quarters of a conference I'm just not going to care about. So uh, I'll look up the highlights and maybe that's about it. Bethesda always brings the ruckus. <laughs> oh my God. Bethesda always brings out something crazy. I remember a few years back when they announced um, the next Doom title. And it was just bloody and glorious. <laughs> bloody and glorious. Oh man. I haven't played it simply due to a lack of time available. But uh, I remember when Doom came out, the the latest Doom came out. I had some people asking on Twitter, like, "Hey, how come there's no like customization in this game? What's going on?" And it's like, "Don't know how to tell you this, but no one plays Doom for this plot development." You're right about that. Yeah. Microsoft, Sony, uh, excuse me, Nintendo, I'm sure they'll be having something. Oh, they always will. I see right here, they're announcing the Super Smash Brothers game, which is always a popular game. For the Switch, you know mm-hmm. what game, if they haven't done it already? Well, no, one game, this right here will get me to buy the Nintendo Switch, or Nintendo, if you're listening, do this, Pokemon. The same way you do it for the Game Boy systems, if you do that for the Switch, I will get a Switch. That's my favorite Nintendo game, right. and it's just... Yeah, Pokemon's been going on forever. All like all of Nintendo's mainstays have been going on forever. So the first Pokemon game came out in what ninety something like that eight something yeah late nineties. The first Pokemon came. Out. You know, I got the, the red power version, red in front version, of me. blue version, and well, I believe I had them. Wow, February twenty seventh, nineteen ninety six. Wow. The first Pokemon games. I'm old. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's 20 years. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah, right? And I'll, that, that's one game that I will pick up. I have a 3DS right now. It actually looks like a Nintendo controller. And that, nice. that game I'll pick up and play here and there, the Pokemon games, because I, I I'm trying to get my wife into them so that we can battle each other. <laughs> but still working on nice. that. So, yeah, Nintendo. So, Nintendo, they'll be bringing something. And Sony, jeez, last E3, it was like Microsoft explained everything that they were going to do. Here's what we're working on. Here's some of the process we're working on. Sony comes out. They had this weird uh, drum intro thing. And they talked a little bit and said, okay, cool. So, the rest of E3, it's all about the game. So, here's a run of trailers completely uninterrupted and it was just trailer after trailer after trailer after trailer damn sony <laughs> not messing around that's a drop the mic thing on that right there basically so i don't know what they're going to show there's still a lot of still a few games that they announced like i think it was beyond good and evil there's a few like uh vampire i think is another one and still waiting to hear any news on uh, Cyberpunk 2077, which, by the way, quick shout out to the Mad Queen show, uh, cranking out the lore videos for Cyberpunk. Uh, she's really doing a great job over there. So if you want to know what that's all about, go look up the Mad Queen for the Mad Queen show and all sorts of Cyberpunk lore videos going down for that. So I'm not sure where any of that is, Anthony, but email that to me. I'll definitely All right, we'll do. Definitely. Yeah, when you get a chance. Okay, moving on to the final section of this. This is the final five questions. I ask every guest five questions at the end of every episode. The first two are always the same. The last three have a theme. All right, Aaron. Your turn to go against the five questions now. <laughs> All right, so obviously the first question, well, you know the first two questions. The first one, coffee or tea? Well, since red Kool-Aid's not an option, I'm going to have to go with tea. <laughs> Definitely tea, though. I, morning, noon, night, whenever, hot, cold, I love it. Really? What, what's your uh, flavor of choice? Honestly, apple, If it depends on, like, if I'm sick, apple cinnamon tea with honey in it, Works mm-hmm. so good. If not, I like like the fruity sweet flavors. Oh, look at you all pinky out and whatnot. Yeah, I'm fancy. <laughs> all right. Question two. So we know you're a gamer. Do you play any tabletop games? I mean, if you count Monopoly and all that, then yes. I used to play Gathering. <laughs> I used to go to um Flights of Fantasy over here in Albany, New York. Those magic mm-hmm. tournaments. Haven't won had a great time. I still have my cards, and I actually want to get back into that. All right. We'll see what we can work. I still got some cards. I used to play, um, used to do drafts with a few friends of mine. I haven't done it in a while because everyone, you know, got busy, <laughs> basically. And uh, one friend who used to host, he works really, really weird schedules. But we going to see if we can get something going again at some point. All right. Final three. Here we go. So, question number three. What is your weapon of choice for the zombie apocalypse? Oh, and all these are going to be horror-themed, by the way, for your podcast. Oh, God, I'm so out of practice. All right, weapon of choice in the zombie apocalypse. 
a machete, and that's because my favorite slasher is Jason Voorhees, and that's his. It seems to work well for him, so I think it'll work well for me, too. All right. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I remember when I finally got into Walking Dead, and my wife and I were just, like, binging it on Netflix, just getting all caught up. I remember I'm out in the backyard, you know, cleaning up the dog poop as I typically do on the weekends. And I got this shovel in my hand and I was thinking, you know, this would be awesome if I could flatten out this shovel, put an edge around the rim and then use it as like a glaive or spear or something like that in the zombie apocalypse. I, I like, I like your thinking right there. <laughs> you know, it's heavy. I can uh, swing it and uh, I've got some reach on it. So those, the walkers don't get close to me. I'm like, yeah, I might be thinking about this a little too much right now. I should get back to work. That's a good thought when you're cleaning up some dog poop. I do it too. <laughs> hey, what do you got? Two of them. Man, both of our dogs are uh, 55 pounds-ish. See, I got one eat about 90-something pounds maybe. Oh, dear God. Yeah, it's... I... <laughs> Knocking you over? No, he's actually pretty good with that, like... I've trained him when he was a puppy not to bump into people and do all that stuff. So he's he's pretty good with that. Okay. Yeah. We no chance with our dogs. Like if you're to ever come come over, like we try to hold the dogs down, but they get so so excited when people come to visit, both in alarm and got to sniff you and all yeah, that good stuff. Uh, we we do what we can, but they were both rescues. So whatever habits they had to begin with, it's you can only do so much in training it out of them. All right. So fourth question. So I was going to ask you, how would you die in a horror film? But since your wife had so much fun with us over at the con and hanging out with us and playing along, <laughs> tell me this. If you and your wife were in a horror film, how would she end up dying? <sighs> Time to get Aaron in trouble. Put me on the spot. Oh, would she die? Well, she's a woman and she's Spanish, so. <laughs> so you're saying she would live? She might, but then again, she could be stuck. Oh man, you really put me on the spot with this one. How would she? <laughs> probably trying to. Honestly, she'd probably die trying to get away because she wouldn't be the one looking for the noises and all that. She'd just try to run and get away and just get caught somehow. Maybe try to save her damsel right. in distress, which would be me. <laughs> so she would die trying to save you. Yeah, because I'd probably be doing something stupid. Oh, I would be. Come on now. <laughs> All right. All right. Final question. Now, if you were the villain of a horror flick, what would be your favorite one liner after a kill? After a kill? Yeah. Get a ran faster. <laughs> I, was use, right. I was gonna use that one line, you know, that I used in my podcasting, but I'll see you in your nightmares. But if you're already dead, you know, yeah, right. Well, I guess you won't be seeing. <laughs> ran faster. <laughs> All right. 
That is all the time we have for this episode. Time for end of show plugs. You can follow me, Anthony Rossi, on Twitter, Instagram, PS4, Twitch at HyperSyntax, H-Y-P-3-R-S-I-N-T-4-X, or you can follow the podcast directly either on Twitter at VGXTPod, Facebook.com slash crosstalk, or visit the full website for full show notes and other blog posts at VideoGameCrosstalk.com. As for my guest, Aaron, where can our beautiful listeners follow you around? Okay, well, they can follow me. I have two Facebook pages right now. One's a fan page, which, and one's a group. Both Horror with Search 30. If you go in the search, you'll find that. You can also find me on YouTube with the same name, Horror with Search 30. And I'm finally on Instagram now. Or hey. Horror underscore with underscore Sir underscore Sturdy. They made me do it like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're a fan of horror and you'd like to be on my show, email me at horrorwithsir.sturdy at gmail.com. Hey, let me know what movie you want to do or a random horror chat. You can get something worked out. Cool. All right, and finally, if you are a gamer or know a gamer that wants to talk some tech and science news, let me know. Do you know some tech news you'd like to hear discussed? Do you have any other general questions you'd like to hear answered on the show? Send an email to videogamecrosstalk at gmail.com and give me the deets on what's going down. Please don't forget to like, review, subscribe, and share this podcast all over your social media accounts, and we can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. One last time, thanks for hanging out with us. Aaron, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, man. I I enjoyed it. I forgot to tell you guys, I'm also on Podbean. Sorry, I put that plug in a little late, but again. But, hey, plug, plug, plug. That's what this uh, bit is all about. Uh, and in the words of Ray Kroc, the quality of a leader is reflected in the standards they set for themselves. <laughs> <laughs>